0: Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. Since nineteen thirty-four, churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. Please stay tuned for another lesson on this program by Jeff Archie. Are you listening?
1: The Lord's Supper is a magnificent reminder that God is, that Jesus died for our sins, that prayer is potent, that love is dynamic, and that faith is the victory. Today, friends, let's discuss the Lord's Supper. As always, a thank you to R.J. Webb for his kind introductions and his welcome, And greetings to all of you that choose to join us on our broadcast with the International Gospel Hour. We are honored that you have chosen to be with us, and thank you for the time together. Again, friends, let me mention what I began the program with. Listen to this. The Lord's Supper is a magnificent reminder that God is, that Jesus died for our sins, that prayer is potent, that love is dynamic, and that faith is the victory we are indebted to the Annual Lesson Commentary of 1969, page 268, a publication for many years through the work of the Gospel Advocate Company of Nashville, Tennessee. The Lord's Supper is called such in 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 20, but it's noted as other phrases as well, called the breaking of bread, going back to Acts 2 and verse 42, Acts 20 and verse 7, 1 Corinthians 10, 16, and Matthew 26, verse 26. In 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 21, it's referred to as the cup of the Lord or the table of the Lord. And in 1 Corinthians 10, 16, it's called communion. Well, as Christians, the church communes together with one another and with Christ when they partake of the Lord's Supper. Let's consider the text of 1 Corinthians 11, 23-26 that was written to the church at Corinth concerning the Lord's Supper. Paul is reminding them of how the Lord's Supper is to be taken, and what is to be done. In verse 23, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take Eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same manner he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Now let's notice a couple of things. This is a delivered command. The word delivered is what is received from the Lord. So we make no mistake about it. The Lord's Supper was divinely given by our Lord, and He expects Christians, His church, to partake of the Lord's Supper. 1 Corinthians eleven thirty-two and 33. We go back to the Gospel accounts of Matthew twenty-six, twenty-six 26-30. Mark fourteen twenty two through 25 and Luke 22, verses 14-20, when Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper. Christians of the first century observed the Lord's Supper weekly. We note this from Acts 20 and verse 7, upon the first day of the week. They took bread, and it was unleavened bread, because it was bread from the Passover feast, and no other bread was used then or should be used now the bread reminds us of the pale body of our Lord. Then they took of the fruit of the vine, or the grape of the vine, if you will. Scholars teach this was diluted and simply it is the fruit of the vine. That's enough said on that. Partaking of the fruit of the vine reminds us of His blood. There are other meanings when the Lord's Supper is partaken that we will notice in a moment. But first, Listen to R.J. Webb, who has one of our many free studies just for you.
0: Answering Questions to Christianity is another free study we offer from IGH. Are there questions you have about Christianity? Would you not love to have a biblical answer to those questions? Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Question Study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and please leave your name, address, and just say, Question Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type, Question Study, in the message box. We trust this study will help with answers to questions you may have. Let's go back to Jeff.
1: Allow me to pause at this time and commend my brother and friend, Mark Posey, as he brought forth the following three words about the meanings of the Lord's Supper from 1 Corinthians 11. He used the words dedication, proclamation, and anticipation. I love that, and we'll build off those today. We appreciate Mark and his kind contributions to our labors here at International Gospel Hour. We must notice that the Lord's Supper is a dedication from 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 25 to where Christ said, the cup is the new covenant in my blood. When we see the new covenant, we are called to remember the blood of Jesus and the new covenant. In Hebrews chapter 8 verses 6 through 13, we learn that the old covenant was decaying and waxing old, and is ready to vanish away. We understand that he said in the Old Covenant he's made the first one new. The Hebrew writer is fulfilling a prophecy of Jeremiah thirty-one, thirty-one 31-34. If you take your Bible and you look at the Old Testament or the Old Covenant, that was for Israel. That was for the days of Israel. You take a look at the New Testament, you'll see that is the days for everyone, Jew and Gentile, of which the gospel would be proclaimed, Romans 1:16. The book of Ephesians deals with leaving Judaism and the history and the tradition of Gentiles to be one in Christ. In Colossians 2 and verse 14, we understand that the blood of Christ took that old covenant, took the Old Testament, if you will, out of the way. And so the Lord's Supper is a dedication. It reminds us that we are under the new covenant, which is under Christ. Secondly, it is a proclamation. Now, in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-six, the first part of the verse, you proclaim the Lord's death. When we take the Lord's Supper, we are proclaiming His death. We are to remember what He did for us. We proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. During the time of partaking of the Lord's Supper, I find myself reading a text of Scripture. For example, I will read Isaiah 53. You can also read one of the Gospel accounts on the crucifixion of Matthew 26 or Mark 14 or Luke 22. Sometimes individuals will look at a certain hymn. For example, uh, when I survey the wondrous cross. And this allows us to proclaim His death and to remember the death that He died. How about the statements upon the cross of Christ? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Luke 23, 34. Verily I say unto Thee, today you shall be with Me in Paradise. Luke 23, 43. Woman, behold Thy Son. John 19, 26. Behold Thy Mother. John 19, 27. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me, Matthew twenty seven, forty six? I thirst, John nineteen twenty eight. Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit, Luke twenty three, forty six, and John nineteen and verse thirty it is finished. The Lord's Supper is a proclamation. We proclaim his death, what he did. And then we see the Lord's Supper as an anticipation. Back to 1 Corinthians 11, 26, and the latter part. You proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. When we partake of the Lord's Supper, we express our faith that Christ will return. Now, dear friends, the inclination to forget is unique to everyone. Thus, the words of Christ, this do in remembrance of me. Back to 1 Corinthians 11, 24, and 25. And, dear friends, sometimes people say, well, if you partake of it every week, doesn't that lose its meaning? Well, no. Number one, the Lord commanded for it to be taken every week. And when it is commanded to be taken every week, we eagerly look forward to proclaiming His death and to remind us of the life we live and the week that is ahead. God gave us the Lord's Supper so that we would not forget to dedicate that is that it was given in dedication we wanted to dedicate and give God our all, to proclaim, to make known the Christ, and to anticipate as we long for his return. What a wonderful study of the Lord's Supper. And now let's pause and hear from our J Webb on the quickest way to reach us here at International Gospel Hour.
0: What's the quickest way to reach us? That's simple. Call our toll free number one. 1- 855 igh 6988 to request free Bible study courses, to ask a question or to make a comment. The number is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just leave your message and we will follow up as quickly as we can. That number again is 1-855-IGH-6988 or if you prefer, 1-855-444-6988.
1: Dear friends, it's good that we can study the subject of the Lord's Supper, one of our avenues of worship upon the first day of the week when we remember the Lord's death until He comes. Friend, may I ask, where you attend worship, do you observe the Lord's Supper each and every week? They did so in the New Testament upon the first day of the week. Churches of Christ recognize the Lord's death through the partaking of the Lord's Supper every first day of the week. As we note that from Acts 20 and verse 7, First Corinthians 16, 1 Corinthians 16:1 and 2 speaks of laying by in store on the first day of the week. Is it not a puzzling thing that many churches will observe a giving upon the first day of the week, but not the Lord's Supper? Dear friends, let's think on these things. Let's study the Word of God and understand His will for our lives. And how grateful we are that we can take the Lord's Supper each and every week as a dedication, as a proclamation and in anticipation until the Lord returns. To God be the glory. I'm blessed with our studies together here on International Gospel Hour. And, dear friends, let's continue our studies together another time, shall we? Thank you always for joining me here on the International Gospel Hour. We hope to hear from you soon and tune in at each and every opportunity. Until next time, dear friends, I'm Jeff Archie, and keep listening.